Welcome to part two of Health System CIO's interview with Matthew Gaug, VP of IT and CIO at Memorial Hospital and Healthcare Center. In this segment, he talks about what his team does to ensure as many stakeholders as possible have a voice in the vendor selection process, the key role health IT leaders play when it comes to managing and negotiating contracts, and why he believes budgeting for cross-training and shadowing is essential, especially for smaller organizations. That's really a, a big priority and, and a big area of concern. Oh, yeah. Now probably more than ever before, ensuring that the technology is not an added burden, but it's a very tricky issue to solve, I, I don't have to tell you. Oh, right. Absolutely it is, especially from a technology standpoint. And, and this isn't just an IT issue either. This is a organization across the country issue where we're dealing with multiple generations that want technology delivered in different ways. And so we have to find a unified way to be different for all of them, but the same. And, and that is a, a hard thing to do at sometimes. Yeah, Sure. And I guess it really comes into play having user groups or, or things like the 90-day team and really making sure that the opportunities are there for uh, participation. Yeah, absolutely. And, and not just opening that up in general, but opening up in a way that everybody finds it meaningful and that they want to contribute and have their voice heard. And, and sometimes getting that message out as to why people need to be involved can be harder than actually the implementation itself. Yeah, I can imagine. And I guess when you are in the process of selecting a vendor that I would think it makes a difference as early on as possible to, to really make sure that there's, there are those opportunities to be involved and to be heard. And I don't imagine it's something you can really bake in like halfway through the process. No, no, not at all. No, absolutely not. And it drives the participation of the demo sessions, you know, of what the vendors are, are showing, getting input from all the different stakeholders. I believe with our demo sessions, we have on average like 27 separate sessions that we are looking at mm -hmm. for each vendor. And those yeah. were driven by the input from this 90-day team so that it wasn't just one person thinking, well, we need to look at from a nurse's perspective or from a physician's perspective or from a coding perspective. It was bring in everybody and let's talk about how we use an integrated EHR and what we would need to see as an organization to really make a decision on who we think does it best for us. And you wouldn't be able to do that without bringing those stakeholders in from the very, very beginning. You talked about being with the Lyme Memorial for a few years, and so that was your first EIO role, right? That's correct, yeah. Okay. Was there anything you recall that, that kind of surprised you about what it was like to be in that role or any from like the early times that kind of stood out? Well, the first role I had that I led both a development group and a technology group was back at the Cleveland Clinic when I worked within the physician group of Akron General and led the, the IT team there. And I created a team that incorporated all aspects of IT, and we implemented mm, Epic. Okay. So I, I think while that wasn't called a CIO role, 
in the size of the clinic, it wouldn't be considered that uh, by any stretch of the imagination. But there I learned the same things that I kind of took to Lima, which I brought here, working together as a team and, and seeing it not just from a technology point of view, but looking at it from the nurse's point of view or the, the developer's point of view and, and building that team that is stronger than just a technology when it comes to the IT team a, as a whole. I think going to Lima, one of the, the first things that kind of struck me was the need, the strong need for vendor management and contract management. And that was one of the, the biggest things that I tackled there that first year. We were going through, actually the first month I was at Lima, we were going through an EHR upgrade. It was just a, a version upgrade. But there was a lot of struggle with the infrastructure there, um, and it took yeah. some upgrades. But because of those upgrades, we were looking at our contracts. And I remember going through those contracts and, and without somebody actively engaged with those partnerships and what contracts these organizations are signing, that was something that I, I won't forget in the ability to better partner with these vendors takes a certain skill set to actually negotiate and understand what they're willing to do and understand what we're willing to do and what we can't accept and what they can't accept. It's a, it's a give and take. And I think yeah. that understanding is critical to succeed in, in healthcare IT. Right. And it's interesting that more so than a few years ago, we're, we're really hearing more about these qualities for CIOs and other leaders, as opposed to just that technical knowledge, but things like that, like uh, really creating vendor relationships and, and being able to look at these contracts and a lot of components of leadership really have seemed to become more and more important. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And in terms of developing the staff, Obviously, there's no uh, one-size-fits-all or, or how to do this, but what have you found to be some of the, the key aspects of uh, really helping and enabling people on the staff to grow? Well, I, I think for me, and I just take it from personal experience, I, I know I learn better when it's something that I want to learn. Um, so mm -hmm. partnering with my team and, and really engaging with them to understand what it is that they want to do with their career and, and how they want to to grow in their career and whether or not you know they want to make a change in career ladders and engaging and in, in gently pushing training or certification, going back to school. I think job shadowing is key to, to anybody that maybe doesn't doesn't quite know what they want to do or, or where they want to grow to kind of show them what's different out there. I think cross-training mm -hmm. is very important as well, especially for smaller organizations that may not have the ability to staff for every single different job function. But being able to have that cross-training where if somebody's out or if there's a major problem going on, not a single person feels like they have that weight of the world on them. That may require some strategic training, allowing people to leave the organization to get trained, to take that time to better themselves only betters my team and the organization. And I'm a really big proponent of that making sure that a budgeted item and 
that it only gets cut or reduced after other things have gone. Training for me is one of those first things out. I think it's critical to growing in that healthcare IT. Sure. And when you have people who are really engaged, it's just better all around. They're going to be more invested in uh, in the success of everyone around them. Yeah. And and I think for me, I I always have an open door policy. And I like to make sure that everybody understands that if they want to come in and talk and just want to ask questions or how I would do something or what are my thoughts of or just to say good morning, I think goes a long way in knowing that there's an executive, but I'm part of the team. And I want to always make sure that when there's something going on, I feel that I'm the first one there and the last one to go, but I also don't want to get in the way. I'm not going to micromanage. I'm not going to tell anybody how to do their job. You know, we hire professionals because they know how to do their job. I'm just here to encourage, to take down any obstacles that they may not be able to get over and, and to really help with that. And, and I think same way a family runs. We are together for the majority of the work week and you know there's going to be struggles there's going to be conflict but it's the ability to work through that to talk through it to be open and to be honest with each other really helps drive that commitment and the engagement to keep people happy much longer yeah absolutely and it really struck me what you said about how you were welcomed into the organization and your family as well and I would think something like that just makes such a huge difference for for you. Yeah, that's very cool. And how is your family doing with the adjustment? They're loving it. The girls have adjusted to new school, new friends, new organizations, you know, clubs, things like that. The same thing with my wife moving into a house a little less than a month ago, getting that organized and, and just getting resettled. Not only a new town, but a new state. There's a lot to do, but it's good work. And I think that makes a big difference when you can say, I have work to do or I have good work to do. And, you know, I, I think we have good work to do. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's such an interesting time, I'm sure, to be, to be part of the organization and oh, yeah. um, yours in particular. But I would think that that's, even though it's challenging, it's probably also really invigorating being part of an industry that's experiencing this type of uh, growth. Yeah, absolutely it is. And, and the challenge behind maintaining the, the quality that we have in, in the organization and, and the commitment that we have to our patients is good to have that so that as we challenge ourselves to build the new EHR or to build the next whatever, we always keep that in the forefront so we don't want to drop back on any of the more important things when it comes to patient care and and quality and service. Right, and one of the last things I was going to ask, you kind of uh, addressed already, but just as far as, as tying IT to the mission of the organization, it seems like it's kind of already part of the culture there to really make sure that everyone understands how what they're doing impacts the patient. Yeah. I mean, for us in this organization, IT as a traditional IT is kind of scattered out amongst the various departments. Like I said before, you know, where the systems all report up to different VPs. So IT 
isn't as integrated as it probably will be in the future. Mm-hmm. But even in this organization, IT isn't that department that sits in the basement that nobody knows what yeah. they do or nobody feels that they're important. We take rounding here very seriously, and we have leadership rounding where the executive teams will round to different areas, and IT is a very central part of that where you know they have a voice and they're heard and that the people in this organization understand the value of IT and IT understands their value to treating that patient. And that dichotomy really helps when it comes to the mission of this organization. Yeah, yeah very well said. I want to thank you so much for your time and I'd really like to, to catch up in the next year or so to kind of see how things have gone. Sure, that'd be great. All right, great. Well, thank you so much, and um, I will be in touch soon. Okay, sounds good. All right, thanks, and good luck with everything. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.